0: Rebecca Pete and I'm Rebecca Cochran and And welcome welcome to to Woven
1: Woven, where we strive to be Christians
0: living in the world with intention and
1: our prayer is that to paraphrase Mary Zimmer the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance thanks Thanks for for listening hey
0: everyone welcome back to episode four we're so excited that you're back to listen to more of Dr. Angela Schaffner Um, This is the second part of a two-part interview, and if you didn't hear Episode 3, we highly recommend you go back and listen to Angela um, and all of her wisdom about the fact that we may not know that we have a body image problem, but a lot of us have disordered thinking problems, and we hope that you go back and listen, and we're excited about the second part.
1: Because the second part, we're going to take what we've identified and we're going to go into sort of a defense of wholeness. There's a reason we ought to live in a more whole and sustainable way in our own bodies. And Angela's going to speak to that and tell us why and the great benefits to be had there. And I think there is some reassurance to know that if you are doing intuitive eating, your body will find its equilibrium. Absolutely. Yeah, so if you do need to lose some weight mm-hmm. and you do intuitive eating, mm-hmm. it'll eventually come off, right? Like I believe so. I, I believe mean, if, if body, it's really not supposed to be there.
2: Right. I believe your body will, um, you know, as you build a good relationship with your body and begin to trust that your body is going to tell you when, when you're mm-hmm. hungry and full and you respond to that in a loving way then you are going to be at the place that you, your body was designed to be.
1: Yeah. So Angela, I love your slinky analogy, um, because healing is kind of a thing that's hard to quantify. We can't really say at this moment I'm healed. And that's not really even true, frankly, Mm -hmm. but did you have a turning point in yourself, um, where you knew you were on a journey to healing when you knew that you were moving away from this disordered Mm -hmm. eating?
2: I definitely definitely did have one um, pretty powerful spiritual experience during my college years when I was serving um, at a camp ministry, which is actually where I met my husband over um, a couple of summers. And Mm -hmm. there was a moment where I just really experienced a sense of God's unconditional love, regardless Mm -hmm. of any of my worst moments, just that burden on myself being lifted and feeling the reality of forgiveness, almost in a physical sense, like a burden being lifted off. And it was a very powerful spiritual thing for me. Um, But I would say still, it is such a process. And spiritually, it's still a process to embrace the person that God has made me to be and um, to move forward in that way. But, you know, and then there's moments of emotional healing, that was not so much one big moment, but I can think of my own experience in therapy over time, Uh, just experiencing my therapist affirmation and validation of me and acceptance of me, um, you know, over time to really had an impact on how I see myself and seeing my capabilities. And, you know, as she would say, seeing how I shine rather than being so self-critical. And so that was just a a tremendously healing experience that I would recommend, you know, to anybody who thinks that maybe they have some emotional layers to their struggle with Mm -hmm. food or body image. And even if it's not food or body image, but it's something else in your life, you know, I just think finding a good therapist who is a good fit for you uh, can be a very um, central kind of healing experience.
1: No, I think that's a good point because we all do have a hole that can only be filled with God, but a lot of times we need that modeled in another person. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that we need to have somebody mirror to us. Mm-hmm in order to understand it about God, I think. Mm, So it sounds like, well, I just need God. And it's like, that's true. But you Mm -hmm. also need someone to show you what that would look like. Because if you don't come from a place where you know what that unconditional love and acceptance looks like, you need someone to walk you along that path.
2: Right. Wounds often happen in the context of relationships. So we also know, though, that healing happens in the context of relationships. So both of those things are true. And often I think we um, project things onto God that we've experienced in different ways with different mm-hmm. people that that end up leaving us with um, incorrect kinds of pictures of who God is. And so as we experience healing in relationships, we can also experience spiritual healing and a more accurate kind of view of what God's unconditional love really is about.
1: Yeah, that's good. And so speaking of healing, I mean, one thing that all of us share is that we believe lies about ourselves. Mm-hmm. We all do. And yeah. it could be about so many different things or perceived inadequacies. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, mm-hmm. what was a lie that you were believing that he has healed you from or is Slinky mm-hmm. healing you from? Yeah. I love that. I'm going <laughs> to say that forever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, certainly it's a process. Um, you know, I think one that has been huge for me and that, and for a lot of people is just the sense that I'm not good enough. I'm not mm-hmm. enough in mm-hmm. some way. And, you know, has driven me to try to achieve all kinds of things to, to make that go away. But, you know, ultimately I've come to a place where I value myself. And ironically, I feel like I'm almost more able to achieve more because I'm not so dependent on needing to do that. Um, oh, yeah. but it's more just, I feel freer. I feel mm. valued and like, I can take more risks. I can live my life, um, you know, in an exciting, refreshing way that isn't so dependent on needing it to turn out a particular way. Um, And I think the ironic thing about things with, you know, the struggles with eating issues, a lot of times, you know, especially for people who restrict, it's like there's this desire to be smaller or disappear, but at the same time feeling like I'm somehow too much or I'm not enough for, for something or someone. And you know, we really need to get to a place where, you know, all of us are just okay with taking up some space and being who yes, we are, whatever yes. that means. I mean, it's beautiful, the, di- the diversity of, of people and what we all bring that is a unique piece of God's creation. And, you know, I think that is so freeing and, and we need to be able to be present and bring that into the arena and, um, you know, and at the same time, know that we're enough.
1: Yes, doing that—that's beautiful. Um, so it sounds like you've come to a place of accepting yourself, or who you so. are.
2: I, mean, <laughs> I, I definitely have come a long way, and you know, it's not that I never have a negative or self-critical thought, but it's—it's it's all you know. It's I'm revisiting that from a different place on the spiral, and I'm yes, um, you know, able to step back and say, "Oh, I'm noticing some of these thoughts kind of." popping yes. back up. So what do I need to do to take care of myself or connect with somebody to um you know get to a more
1: grounded you're place. seeing them as a symptom.
2: Right. You're not seeing them as the problem. Just a little anymore. bit of a red flag that yes. says, you know, I need to take better care of myself or I need to um get back on
1: track. Yeah. And so when we talk about acceptance of ourselves versus love of ourselves, I think in Christianity it can be a very um maybe you can speak to this Rebecca, but the the idea of I love myself is sometimes hard for Christians to say because we're, we think that it's selfish or, I mean, we talk about this and we're probably going to do an episode later on self care versus soul care. But what, what do you think biblically love of ourselves? Well, I mean,
0: (laughs) I think it's funny because we, we do like to say, you know, we like to say that, Oh, I'm not supposed to love myself. I'm supposed to be completely humble, meek, mild, like Jesus, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm supposed to, and it's true that he, Jesus said, you know, the first will be last and mm-hmm. all of those things, but he, what, that isn't speaking to us thinking poorly about ourselves. Right. And, and yes, we are, we're to look at ourselves as not perfect as mm-hmm. a work in progress. I mean, all of scripture shows us that sanctification is a work in progress, right? Mm-hmm. Um And we're, we're not ever going to be perfect. There are going to be there, we, we have flaws. Mm-hmm. And so, so the love, the love of ourselves and the acceptance of ourselves scripturally is loving those flaws it's Mm -hmm. not loving a a hopeful perfection of ourselves but jesus does say Mm -hmm. jesus does say love your neighbors as yourself right so there's an implication in his words that we are to love ourselves like Mm -hmm. and and does that mean that we put ourselves before other people no i mean Mm -hmm. it's very plain that you know, Paul tells us that we're supposed to be like Jesus and mm-hmm. putting other people by, above ourselves and be self-sacrificing and being a servant. But doing those things, I think, just like all aspects of Christianity, right. Christianity we're talking about balance. Mm-hmm.
1: We mm-hmm. think
0: that if I have to be humble and I have to serve others and I can't and I can't put myself above others, that mm-hmm. means I have to hate myself.
2: Right. right. And, and it's not
0: an either-or situation. It, you can you can love others. Think highly of others, put others' needs above yourself sometimes, Mm -hmm. serve others and still love yourself. Actually, if you don't love yourself and aren't accepted accepted of yourself, then you're going to have a really hard time serving
2: others. Right. I would 100% agree with that because I think there are sometimes people who appear to be giving a lot, but they're giving out of a need to be needed Mm -hmm. or a, a need some kind of unhealthy Mm -hmm. part within them. When we can come to a place of loving ourselves, I think we're freely able to let that flow out and give to other people in a, in a much more freeing kind of way.
0: For sure. Let's take the uh, the example of exercising Mm -hmm. and our motivations behind exercising. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, when I think healthily about exercising, it's that I'm, it's making me stronger. Mm -hmm. It's giving me more endurance. It is, it is making my body strong so that I can do the work that he's calling me to do. Mm-hmm. Now, if my purpose for exercising is because I want to be able to wear a string bikini or if I want to fit to a size mm-hmm. zero jeans, right. first off, I, I can exercise all day long and that's not probably going to happen. But on top of that, that's right. that's – that's wrong thinking, wrong motivation behind exercising. Right. But we are called to be healthy and to take care of ourselves right. so that we can serve others. Let's think of the example of on when you're on an airplane. Mm-hmm. What do they do when they do the safety on the airplane? Exactly. And they talk to you about the kids sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to put your mask on first before right. you put their mask on.
2: Yes, We use that a lot, that analogy in therapy, um, because many people who develop eating disorders tend to be great caretakers of yes. others, mm-hmm. but just put themselves at the bottom yeah. of the list. and uh, neglect their own Mm -hmm. self-care. And so that ends up being a great analogy. You know, you have to kind of meet at least your own basic needs first, and then you're much more equipped to put your child's mask on them or whatever the next step is. Mm -hmm.
1: So I think the answer maybe is in your, so that Yeah, I'm doing this so that what?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So that I can,
0: I can do what he's calling me to do. Right. But I'm saying like, if somebody's like not sure about their motive. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Say it out loud. I'm doing this so that, and the first thing that comes to your mind, that's probably your, your motivation. Yeah. Okay. And if your motivation is one of wanting to to feel more worthy
0: or mm-hmm. to be perfect or mm-hmm. to be more loved or whatever, then, then that's where maybe mm-hmm. you need to start you, at least... The very mm-hmm. least, start praying about that and yes. journaling about that, and mm-hmm. kind of finding out where you're out of balance. And and probably if you really are thinking that a lot, you probably need to talk to a counselor. Yeah,
1: I would think to. Mm-hmm. Um, to and also, that does that. not mean a thing is wrong with you. Like, let's no. just because I think sometimes people hear like, "I have to talk to a counselor," and they're like, "Oh mm-hmm. no, I must be like." Right. But I would just like to say, I have been in therapy for twelve years, and mm-hmm. they've been fantastic. <laughs> and I think everyone should go. Right, and yeah. I think it's just it's essential. It's actually a
2: wonderful part of life. And I wish people would think of it more in a preventive sense. Like you go to the dentist so you don't develop, you know, these terrible gingivitis things like later in life or root canals, you know. Yes. Why not go to a therapist to prevent marital problems or personal emotional problems as well?
1: Yes, absolutely. So I just wanted to normalize that for a second. Mm -hmm. It is good. Um, And as we're talking about accepting ourselves versus loving ourselves – So I have giant upper arms. I feel so self-conscious about them. They have been something – I mean, that's like probably my biggest flaw that I hate. Is it realistic for me or for anyone listening to expect to come to a place where they love that part of themselves?
2: Well, what I would say to someone is to first of all redefine how you're even talking about that,
1: like okay. labeling it. As so don't flow. call it a giant upper arm.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my first step that, that would be the tip number one. And, you know, but instead, you know, maybe there's some way you can reframe that for yourself. To okay. Think of it as strength, or think of mm. it as a part of you that God has created, and God has designed each of us to look a certain way. And we may not love every part of that, you know, at first glance, or especially when we Mm -hmm. compare it to what society is telling us is the ideal. But it can be a spiritual um, step of growth and faith, I think, to step into, fully step into the body you've been given and own it and
1: embrace it. Yeah. And so you were saying that our relationship with ourselves and our different flaws, it's kind of like other relationships, I think so. I do. I, I
2: think, you know, if you can think about your relationship with your body as being similar to a relationship with a very close friend or a spouse or someone who you really value in your life, if you could just think of that person right now and then think, how would it be for me to treat my body in the same way that I would treat that friend? Mm -hmm. Like probably no matter how much you love any friend or your spouse or, or child or anybody, there's still going to be things about them that, you know, are a little hard to accept, right? Right. And yet you can love them as a whole, almost, you know, including all of those things. Because when we think about it, you know, are we really drawn to people who seem perfect? No one is perfect, but there are those people that seem kind of perfect, right? Mm -hmm. And are we really drawn to that? You know, I don't think we actually are. I think we kind of get mad at it or, you know, uncomfortable. Yes, yes. Or, we, yes. or we feel distance between yes. us and that person. And, you know, when I know I tend to feel closer to people is when they express their vulnerabilities or share something yes. with me that they have a little bit harder time sharing yes. that as a part of who they are. It makes me value them more and feel closer to them. And I think the same thing can be true with our bodies that we, you know, embrace Embrace them as a whole, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of working to, to accept knowing that you may not love every single thing that you look at every time you look in the mirror. That's probably an unrealistic, unre- you know, sort of right. goal for any of us, but we can look at ourselves and say, you know what? I love the the person that I've been created to be, and I know I have a purpose and mm-hmm. I'm going to embrace it.
1: Yes. And my purpose is not to be thin for the sake of other people. Exactly. Yeah. Or right. Exactly. Yep. Um, so fun question. Yeah. What has surprised you on this journey you've been on? Cause when, when would you say this really started for you? Um,
2: uh, my, my worst struggles with food and body image were definitely during college. Okay. Um, kind of developed during that time. And then, you know, it was a slow process to, um, move out of that, but, um, that was the, the toughest
1: time for me. Okay, so you've been doing this for mm-hmm. a little while. Mm-hmm. You've since gotten married, had your own family, you right. have a thriving practice, all of these wonderful things. So mm-hmm. in that whole journey, mm-hmm. what has kind of surprised you? Well, I would say one thing that has surprised
2: me kind of over and over again is that the things that I fear are going to happen or worry about happening almost never happen.
1: Mm-hmm. That you not know, that true?
2: Yeah, I, more <laughs> often so surprised by the joy that I experienced mm. when I let go of, you know, controlling or, or insisting mm-hmm. on things yeah. being a certain way. Um, you know, I just, I, it, it's a kind of ironic, but I just feel more free and, you know, I'm, like I said, able to take more risks and, and just move forward.
1: Yeah. That's really good. So mm-hmm. giving up control makes you yeah. want to take risks. Right. Isn't that funny? And I yeah. think there's
2: a way to feel control in a healthy way too, yes. like to being proactive in your I life. I mean, out of control right. is not like, right. healthy either. Right, right. exactly. Yes. Like, yeah. good or point. just saying, oh, well, I'm going to passively experience my life. I don't yes. think that that is necessarily yeah. what I'm saying either. But, you know, if there's something you want, want to incorporate into your life, proactively creating that and making that happen, uh, I think is a healthy way to exert control as opposed to trying to alter your body.
1: Yes, absolutely. And so for the woman who's listening to all this, and she's like, wow, that's a lot of work. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do this. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe it's just easier for me to stay in this place where I'm counting calories. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. just easier. And I'm too scared. And I don't want to move forward. Um, You've kind of answered the reasons why. But I'm curious, Mm -hmm. now that you're in a more whole place, how is your life better?
2: I mean, I think it's better in every way because it just feels so much freer. Yeah. And it's not that I don't experience pain or have really hard days. I definitely do. Uh, But, you know, in the midst of it, there's a sense of peace. And, um, you know, I think for the person listening that's struggling, just knowing that there are better ways to cope and there Mm -hmm. are ways that are so much more effective and freeing than going to food or obsessing about body image yep. to deal with life, you know. Yeah, it, there are just such better ways to to learn to talk through it with a friend or learn to self soothe in a way that feels good to you. You know, for me, I I love the practice of Taekwondo. It's a huge part of mm-hmm. my life, and it's become something I um, really got more into um, not until I was thirty four and already had two kids, but. You know, it's become a big part of my life and I've loved it. And, you know, so pursuing things you love and finding Mm -hmm. other ways, get creative, you know, thinking outside the box or get someone to help you think outside the box about possibilities going forward.
0: Yeah. And kind of coming full circle to the beginning of our podcast when I shared my relationship with Angela, one of the things that has always drawn me to her and that has been attractive to me to her is that she um, is authentic and real and she's strong like i have a you know we all have lots of women in our lives and that's wonderful and and we have some women in our lives that are um maybe not as real we're t- we're talking about the you know perfectionism or the the mask of perfection mm-hmm. and and they so they're hard to um draw out and they're hard mm-hmm. to, you feel distance with them. Yeah. And then there's people that are more vulnerable and real that you feel open with right. and can talk to about everything with, and, and you feel like there's a relationship there. And the fact that you have worked through a lot of these issues. And by the time I met you, you were out of college postdoc and mm-hmm. I mean, it's still a process and, right. we, and we've grown in our it, in the amount of time that we've known each other, obviously, mm. and we've matured. We've had children, we've been married for a long of those things. But even when I first met you, mm-hmm. um the the confidence and the acceptance of herself and the um and how that just like you wore that. You mm. wore that confidence. and 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 even every time we, we don't get to see each other, we were just remarking when she walked in the door that I think it's been since last summer right. since we have yeah. been together, which is, ridiculousness. It's way too long (laughs) that we've all hung out. But even, you know, when you start getting into taekwondo and and just little things like that, like what has always drawn me and what draws us to people who are, who are attempting to move towards wholeness and wellness Mm -hmm. and acceptance of themselves and all of those things Mm -hmm. is that branches out into your relationships and that draws people to you. And then God can use you to speak into people's lives. And Mm -hmm. so that that to me is something that has always drawn me to you and makes a relationship healthy as well. Versus we, and we also have all of those relationships in our lives where yeah. people are struggling and, and God calls us to be in relationship with people who are struggling because sure. that's how people become whole is in relationship. Mm-hmm. But those relationships Are hard, yeah, yeah, and we can only have so many
2: needy relationships in your life,
0: you know. And so we we could do a whole (laughs) another
2: series on boundaries, yeah. But oh, yes. Well, I think we all need a balance, you know. We need some relationships where we're giving more than we receive. Yes, we need some that we're receiving more than we give, and and then we need those that are more balanced. balanced. Yes, Mm -hmm. and and I feel like we've. I mean, there's been
0: seasons, but I feel like we've always had a very balanced relationship. Yeah, Yeah. and and I think a lot of that stems from, you know both working towards a, a place of wholeness and mm-hmm. acceptance of ourselves. And so then we can be free to, to be in a balanced relationship. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, that's the case. In, I mean, ma- that's what we're working toward in marriages mm-hmm. and our other family relationships and all those things. And then there's those family members and stuff that we also need boundaries from. So right. like we said, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. But um, So um, Rebecca, is there anything else that you Wanted to
1: talk, Angel, about. Um, I was curious about the faith aspect. Sure. Um, just and you've you've obviously mentioned this here and there, but I mean, do you feel like your faith, your faith has grown because you've accepted yourself more as the person God made you to be? Mm-hmm. You've said the work was worth it. Um, is there anything else about your faith life that you feel like integrates with all of this work you're doing mm-hmm. that specifically is standing out?
2: I would say number one, just getting uncomfortable or getting comfortable with the gray areas yes. of mm-hmm. life. You know, I think we all maybe there's a, a part of all of us that sort of wants. Our brains are actually wired to look for shortcuts and to ha- categorize <laughs> things and have yeah. quick ways to understand things. But you know, I think for me, a, a huge step of growth and faith is just getting more comfortable with the gray controversial aspects of life or, you know, just the the things that are hard for everybody to figure out and, and understanding that God has that covered and God Yum. can handle all of our questions, all of our doubts, that nothing is too much um, for God. And so when we're starting from a point of believing that, I think we can really go through anything or face any challenge and grow stronger in our faith.
1: Awesome. It's interesting
2: that she says that because mm-hmm. you know our podcast had multiple iterations
0: mm-hmm. um, when we were trying to decide what we were going to title it um, and what our theory, our our themes that we wanted it to be. It took or, a while to get the elevator speech, you guys. Like, yes, people were like, "What is it?"
2: And I'm like, "Uh, women. Yeah. I don't know." You know but yeah. one of the, one of
0: the iterations of our title and our um, our thought process was gray yeah. matter, oh, because because cool. that you know the, the brain there's the gray right. matter and because that is one of our heartbeats yeah. um, for the podcast. Is that life is messy, right? And life is not black and white. Absolutely, faith mm-hmm. is not black, black and white. God is not black and white, mm-hmm. even though we mm-hmm. so much want to compartmentalize and make everything right. very clean lines. Well, it would make things much simpler. For it would make, t- it, but that's yeah. not that's not life, but and, not and life. life is life is um, about being comfortable in the gray. And so that's mm-hmm. kind of one of our heartbeats is that just. Talk, speaking into that mm-hmm. speaking into that most of life is gray yes there are black and white truths right. obviously if i drop this coffee cup it's going to hit the floor right. and it's probably going to shatter. <laughs> yes. so there are black and white there's such a thing yes. as gravity and there's such a thing as gravity <laughs> there's such a thing as, as as absolute truths there are absolute truths but there's also a whole lot of gray yes and um and i think that it's um it's mature to be, become comfortable in those areas right. so i thought that was
1: great that you spoke into that. Yeah. And I mean, if we can look at our body as not absolutely bad, absolutely good. If we can see our body as the gray matter, then there you go. Like that's a good point to start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Cool.
0: Well, before we wrap up, I would like to give Angela an opportunity to talk about her book because she's about to be a published author and I got to read bits and pieces of it and I can't wait to read it in its entirety. So if you want to just speak to that, and like I said, we'll be putting in our show notes Um just information about her website and some other things that we've talked and about blog? Today. You
1: have a blog, right? I do okay. on your
0: website. Right. Okay. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll put a link to all of that. Um, if you want any more imp- information about, um, her practice and things like that here in the Atlanta area, but I want to give her a second and then we will obviously plug it again when it comes out. It comes out in February, February, next February. of yes. next year, 2019. Yes.
2: yes. Uh, so the book is called living water. Um, it's going to be a six week either could be used as a self-reflective study or Mm -hmm. a Bible study, a book club, um, could easily adapt it. It's, um, really a journey. It's called living water, a journey of refreshment through the wilderness. And so Mm -hmm. I try to bring in some psychological concepts, some of Mm -hmm. the things I've talked about today, um, into various struggles, into various, um, Bible characters, stories, and, making them trying to make a connection between modern day struggles that we go through mm-hmm. and as they're relevant to various stories and experiences emotionally especially that different um people in the
1: bible may have experienced awesome that's wonderful oh, is yeah. there one that comes off the top of your head that you're
2: uh one that i felt like god really taught me uh some things about was just the story of thomas and we think of Thomas, you know, he's the doubting Thomas, and yeah. he, he wasn't there uh, when Jesus revealed himself to the other disciples. And, um, you know, we all talk about Thomas's lack of belief until yes. he could touch the wounds of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I have to wonder if some of his unbelief was, why did Christ choose the day I was not there
1: <laughs> oh, to yeah.
2: show up? and have this really important, huge moment. Why wasn't I included? And I think sometimes we, we see things going on with people around us. Yeah, I I hadn't either. And it just struck me and you know, we see things going on with people around us and why hasn't that happened for me yet? Oh gosh. And we wonder, maybe some of our unbelief and Thomas's unbelief was more about why was I not included? Why am I not included in this experience that I thought I would have been included in Yep. so Good. that's a little
1: oh that's yeah. odd no I'm like really excited now that yeah. sounds amazing um so yeah we're um we'll definitely have you back on when the book comes out and I can't and it sounds like it's slated for a Lent release
2: it'll be slightly after Lent I think so during during Lent yep. cool
1: awesome So yeah so That sounds good. Okay. Well, I think that's about it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming and giving us all of your wisdom. We hope to make you Dr. Angela and just be a recurring character. (laughs) There we go. Can you tell I wanted to have a talk show as a child? Is this obvious? (laughs) I loved it. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening and we will see you next week. Have a great week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.